Yeah, I, I, I think I saw you competing against Santa Claus one time, wasn't it? <laughs> he was jacked. That guy was, was a jacked a, Santa. He was a heck on that uh, stationary bike. He was, yeah. Coach Ty was giving me a hard time about not actually getting up and moving. I was sitting down. <laughs> Hi, welcome to episode 10 of For What It's Worth Coaching Podcast. I'm Coach Ty, and I'm here with... Coach Hines. Uh, today's topic is uh, a question for all, the, pretty much the players when they get, get ready for the new season, is, um, or season, not season. Um, you want more playing time? And, uh, but before we get started, we'd like, to, uh, <clears throat> we'd like for you to, for after the show, and go to our Instagram, uh, Instagram page, uh, For What It's Worth Coaching Podcast. Um, like us, share us, share us with all our friends and family, any coaches that you know you think we could help out. And then uh, also we're lucky to have J.C. Navarro from J.C. Navarro Films taking yeah. care of our filming and editing for our podcast. So if you want to make a film that's captivating, inspirational, and move people into action, then go visit jcnavarrofilms.com and visit his Instagram page, at Films. And we also have another... Uh, Sponsor, also check out GameStrat. Coach Hines has, uh, has been using GameStrat during his football season. He has a few words on it. Only used it for one season so far, but uh, can't imagine and don't want to imagine playing another season without having GameStrat. The customer service is top of the line. It's instant feedback from seconds after getting the play, having run the play. You get the feedback right away to show your players and your other coaches uh, what adjustments you have to make or what you're doing right. So uh, give GameStrat a check. Uh, check them out, and uh, you won't be disappointed. Awesome. I, I also saw on their webpage they do lacrosse and basketball too. So uh, if you are into those sports, uh, go check them out. So uh, let's go ahead and get into our topic, Kurt. And uh, big question for all the kids out there and that we're getting ready to play some uh, football, baseball, or whatever season is getting ready to start. Um, how do you get more playing time? Do you, do you want more playing time? What do you need to do to get it? Yeah, you know, it's funny. In my 20 years coaching high school football, I, I – up until last season, had never heard a parent complain about their child getting too much playing time. Mm-hmm. Or uh, you ne- I certainly never heard a player complain about getting too much playing time. Had uh, a father come to me last season and uh, wanted to keep his son safe. And uh, long story short, after having a conversation with him and talking about his desire, his son's desire to play at the next level, the father came to realize that his son did need to play both sides of the ball. But yeah, I mean, when you talk to the young men or young women about the sport they play, they all want to be on the field, the court, whatever it is, the rink, the mat. And so what Coach Ty and I have done is we've taken about 10 10 or so uh, different thoughts we have and broken it down to ways you can increase your playing time. The first one is show up. It sounds so elementary, but so much of life is just showing up. And if you don't show up to the weight room, if you don't show up to practice – on a regular basis, and if you're not consistent in that, out of sight, out of mind. Co- coaches are going to develop those relationships, and they're going to realize the potential of certain athletes simply by showing up and working. All right, and it's not just go for sports, period. It's just life. Just yeah. show up. You know, you want to do something, you got to show up for it. Absolutely. Uh, the next one uh, it's very important, too, is outwork everyone around you just to prove that you, that you deserve the playing time. Yeah, you know, you, you can't always be the most talented, the most gifted, the fastest, the strongest athlete out there. There's always going to be someone at some point in our career, even for the greatest of the greats of all sports, at some point they're not going to be the fastest anymore or the strongest or whatever it may be. 
But you can walk onto that field, court, once again, whatever it is, with a mentality of, I'm going to outwork everyone around me. And, and imagine how good your team would be, how good my team would be, or any teams for those listening, if every player in our program showed up with that mentality of, as soon as I cross this line, as soon as I step onto that field, no one's going to outwork me. It, it would be unbelievable. Well, they win championships when yeah. the, the whole team is like that. Absolutely. Well, you know, one thing without working everyone around you, you know, especially going into high school, there's so much changing going on, male or female, into your body, period, is when you do outwork. You may not have made, and I'm speaking on baseball, you may not have made the all-stars, you know, going through Little League and getting ready to roll into high school. But once you roll into that, that freshman year and your body starts changing, you get those you know, I say man muscles, you know, you start rolling into adulthood and you get that hard work ethic that you've been trying to make that all-star team and you bring that into high school, there's a very good chance you're going to be pushing that all-star player who sometimes just gets that uh, word entitlement into him and think, hey, I'm the left fielder. No, I'm faster than you now. I'm yep. catching the ball. I'm stronger than you now. And I'm, I show up every day to practice. So, yep. um, you know, don't give up, especially rolling into high school. You you can definitely outwork someone into a starting position. That's a great point. And another thing we talked about is knowing your plays. Mm-hmm. I uh, the, the first time I became a head coach in New Hampshire, I had told my assistant coaches, I said, listen, everyone wants to compete to win. But freshman and JV football, sole purpose is to develop varsity athletes. Yes. And we know in a larger scale of things, we want to develop young men of character, mm-hmm. young women of character. But... I told him, I said, I, I want, I don't care if little Timmy can't put his helmet on straight, can't tie his cleats. If he shows up every day and knows his plays, does that mental homework, studies his playbook, I want him getting reps because that's the only way they're going to get better. Um, and I've had parents complain before why so-and-so is not starting. They're a far better athlete. And usually the parent's right. Usually their son or daughter, they come to complain, is the better athlete, might be a little larger or faster. But then I sit down with them and say, listen, your son's missing more practices than the guys that he's competing against for that position. Or your son is a natural stud, but maybe not doesn't know their plays. And when you don't know your plays, then it becomes a, a liability and a safety issue right. for those around him. Yeah, definitely. Our next one would be uh, compete in all you do. You know, that's very important because you're in a competition not only with yourself, with the, your teammates, but you're going to potentially be the competition for the, your competition when they come in. Yeah. You know, and you definitely want to compete for that starting position. And competition, like you always say, is competition breeds success. Amen. And when you're competing against your you know, friendly competition between your teammates, it makes your team better. You're going to know your plays. You're going to outwork everyone around you. And you're going to be showing up because, you know, like you're competing for that spot. Yeah. And, you know, and at a rudimentary level, I think, I know for years when I was first coaching, I thought competition had to do with everything in practice and then ultimately under the lights in the games. The longer I coach, the more I realize when I talk to our players about competing in all they do, I'm talking about competing in the classroom. If I, if I have two players and one has a 3.7 and one has a .25, mm-hmm. who am I going to go with? I'm going to go with the, with the guy that's competing day in and day out on the field, in the weight room, in the classroom. I want them in competition in the locker room. I, I want to see who can create that chemistry, who can be excited, but not have foul language. Right. Not be talking derogatory about a young woman that walks by or something like that. I want them to have that mentality of everything they do is a competition. And I've joked before, sometimes I'll, I'll go to the gym and work out on my own sometimes. And I'm in competition with someone around me. They don't know it often. They don't know it. But my goal is to look at what they're doing on the bike or the treadmill and try to outrun them or outrace them. And, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I realize I'm, I'm putting them at a disadvantage because they don't know we're competing. Yeah, I, <laughs> but, I think I saw you competing against Santa Claus one time. Right? <laughs> he was jacked. That guy was, was a jacked a, Santa. He was, he was a heck on that uh, stationary bike. He was, yeah. Coach Ty was giving me a hard time about not actually getting up and moving. I was sitting down. <laughs> but uh, I was competing in all, in all I did there. Uh-huh. Um, the, nec- the next one's be coachable. What are your thoughts on that? Being coachable, definitely. You know, and the big thing about being coachable is being able to take constructive criticism. You know, uh, I think we talked about uh, last week with, um, you know, with the Cowboys coach, you know, the way they were being more forceful, I guess, in their coaching style. But one thing I told a lot of kids is, like, the coach might be on you, but you got to start listening to the words that they're saying. They're actually trying to coach you. They're trying to get you better so when you're on the field, you see what's going on to your right and what's going on to your left, not straight, and so you're not tunnel vision on the play. So once you start getting that tunnel vision and the coach is trying to open up your eyes to the whole field of play, whether it be football, baseball, lacrosse, water polo, whatever, you're going to be a much better player and, you know, running the plays that they put forth in front of you better. Yeah. You know, I, I, a young man comes to mind, and obviously I won't say his name. He's, he's a great young man, but a conversation I had with an athlete not too long ago, and I said to him, I said, listen, I said, you are a Division One athlete with a middle school mentality. And he looked at me, and I, and I didn't say it in front of other players, but, but I said, man, I said, you are gifted. Naturally, he's a gifted athlete. He's just fast, explosive. He, he knows the game of football. But when someone tried to coach him up, it was an eye roll or dropping his head or a mumble. And I said, man, you, if you ever get a college scholarship, which he's good enough to, you're going to get kicked off the team within the first week mm-hmm. because they want guys that have the intangibles, guys that are coachable. So, you know, for, for the players out there listening – you know, no matter how naturally gifted you are, or no matter how hard you work to become a starter or a stud, be coachable. You know, be coachable. Um, next one would be uh, empowering your teammates. I think that's very uh, – I think it's probably one of the most important as far as you actually seeing the character of your players is when they're able to sit down and, and empower your teammates to run that blocking scheme, you know, cover that bunt defense, and – you know, even though they make mistakes, they know they're going to do it, and the coaches are going to be the ones on them, but be able to empower them and uplift them and get ready, you know, hey, we still need you later on in the game. You know, and it's okay to make those mistakes, but, you know, we need to keep you going. Um, one thing, too, is with empowering your teammates, I have a, one of the kids I coach, he's recently got hurt pretty bad, and I, and I sent him a, t- a text, and I said, hey, this is a great opportunity to empower your teammates and, and become a leader that you are. Not just because you're sitting on the sidelines, it's, it's no big deal. You're hurt. Everyone knows you are. But you can empower this team to do so much better without you pulling into this leadership. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of cool because he texts me back, hey, thanks a lot, Coach. I appreciate it and stuff. So hopefully he takes it. Um, but, uh, you know, whether you're hurt, whether you're on the sidelines, whether you're second string, first string, you have the opportunity to empower your teammates to do better and, and even jump into that leadership role. Yeah, well, very well said. And that goes into, you know, the next thing we talked about is going above and beyond. Mm-hmm. You know, we always tell our players, hey, if the team meeting starts at 4, be there at 3.55. You know, when practice ends, don't be the first one to rush off the field. Look around, see if there are cones or bags or dummies, whatever it is to pick up. Go above and beyond. I mean, I think the first thing you got to do, if you want more playing time, show up. And that's huge. But yeah. once you show up, look to do more. Look, and this goes, it all ties in together, competing with the guys around you, you know? Look to see how I can, as you mentioned, empower my teammates. Look to see how I can be the first out to the field and help set up a little bit, set up the drills. Going above and beyond 
in sports, in life, in marriage, in any relationship is really what sets you apart and keeps people or draws people to you in the, in the, in the, in the initial stages of a relationship or a team or whatever it is. But if you continue to go above and beyond, that, in my opinion, is what sets you apart and has people wanting to continue to follow you yeah. and to be around you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when you do show up, practice as hard as you play. I always told kids when I, when I was coaching uh, Little League and, and, and in high school, I always told them, you know, practice harder to make the game easier. Yes. You know, you practice and you make your mistakes during practice um, and you keep doing them and keep doing it to get that muscle memory. And, you know, even if you're diving up the middle for the, you know, fun goes up the middle and, um, you know, go for it. Because you never know during that one time during the game where that one play go up the middle and you're diving for it. And you know during practice you got it three or four times. You're able to make that play and be confident in yourself. And uh, then it also shows you, too, that, hey, it shows your teammates that, hey, I'm here to practice. I'm here to win. Yeah. You know, not only win, but, you know, do well during Let's say fate win. Yeah. So yeah, you will practice, to, you know, to win that game, to do better than that other team and, uh, and, and show that those leadership skills of practicing hard. I, I also think, you know, there is a certain mentality for all of us that you can flip that switch. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we as fathers are different around our children and our wives and you're in the middle of the game. It doesn't mean you're yelling at the athletes. You may be yelling to empower them and motivate them. But there, there is a switch. But that being said, it's kind of like muscle memory. Yes. You know, if I always train a certain way, it's hard to flip that switch to the next level. So you want to go in. I tell the guys when you enter the weight room, you have two choices. You can enter the weight room as a spectator, someone who watches the game, so to speak, from the stands or the sidelines. Or you can enter that weight room as a competitor and compete and compete in all you do. And when you do create a habit of practicing balls to the wall and as hard as you can, it just almost becomes instinctive where you start playing that way. Definitely. And uh, one of the most important things is have character. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's with character, I think it's one of those things that's all-encompassing. We talk about character all the time. You hear it all the time now. And character is, you know, as I don't remember who said this, but I remember reading, character is who you are in the dark or character is who you are when no one's looking. You know, who are you in the weight room when you're working out? Who are you in the classroom? Who are you around town when there may or may not be a coach or a parent or a teacher um, <laughs> Coach Ty's uh, fighting a cold here, and he's uh, he's dying. I would I would have let that go, but we're being filmed now too. Know, so, right? um, having character once again is all encompassing. It's it's what you do when a coach isn't around, what you do when a f- teammate isn't around, what you're doing to make yourself better, regardless of your surroundings. Definitely, and you remember, you're having character, you're representing yourself, you're representing the the team that you're on, you're representing the school. You're representing your, your parents. Um, you know, you don't want to embarrass what you've worked for. Yeah, you know, it's funny, too. I, I often say to our guys, I don't care if you're a multi-sport athlete, if you play three sports, whatever it is, if you do something around town that's not, doesn't speak highly of your character, they're going to say, hey, that football player. Mm-hmm. And now that as, as I've done these podcasts with you and think more about baseball and other sports, it's usually, I, I doubt there's many teachers that have administration come up to them and say, hey, your chemistry student did this or that. No, it's, that's true. You know, they, they label them as an athlete. That athlete did this or that person did this. Mm-hmm. And as important as academics are, and I'm a teacher, and I, I love that. Um, but as a student athlete, as an athlete, people look at you all the time. They're always watching you. And in the best of situations, they're looking for you to succeed. 
But in reality, many people are looking to watch you fail. They're waiting for you to have a slip of character. So it, it's all more, all the more reason to be conscientious of your character, of the things you're doing. Definitely. Remember, everyone has a cell phone now. They're always filming <laughs> stuff, you know? It scares me. <laughs> yeah. Scares me. And then our last one is uh, be dependable. And I think that wraps everything up because if you bring all those other topics that we've talked about tonight – together and do all of them you're, you're going to be dependable you're going to be your, your your teammates are going to definitely trust that you're going to be there every day they're trusting that you're going to show and be that leadership you're going to be that great mentor in, in the community um, you're going to make grades you know especially not just to your teammates but your coaches um, and most important you're dependable to yourself because in reality in the long run it's your life and it's what your actions are going to be um, you're going to be responsible for your actions eventually. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. At the end of every football season, when we have our football banquet, I always try to write down one or two words, just key points that remind me of a senior that's graduating. Mm-hmm. And I remember years ago, I, I came up with a list of a group of seniors, and they were, you know, tenacious and relentless and all these different things. And one of the players I put down, Dependable, and I remember saying that. I was like, hey, someone, come on down here, you know, or come on up here. He said Dependable. And a lot of his teammates started chuckling. And then it wasn't scripted by me, but I, I kind of, was overcome with the spirit and really felt it. And I remember just getting really animated. I'm like, listen, that's one of the greatest things in life is to be dependable. Mm-hmm. You know, when you know, no matter how tough life gets, that you can count on your spouse to be there, when you can count on a friend, when you can count on someone else, someone that's dependable, I mean, that that's really what sets teams apart. Mm-hmm. When you have teammates that are dependable, you know they're going to show up. You know they're going to try to outwork everyone else. You know they're going to have character. Being dependable, uh, I think sometimes as a society, we don't, Put enough value in that, a stake in that. No, I agree 100%. It's like one of those, I would say, catchphrases. Yeah. Like if you don't know what to say, oh, he's dependable. Yeah. But no, it's not It's not true. Dependable means a lot more than just – It means something. Yeah, a lot more. And uh, what, what's cool about this, this – and I'm, as we're going through this podcast and going through all the top – or all the lists that we have here, you know, that's every – that's not just sports period. It's, it's life. And when you go out and you could show that when you go out to that interview and you're, you can show that you're going to show up and outwork and know, know your job well and be coachable and empower your, your crews. And that, that's, this is a perfect template for when you go out and graduate, when you don't play sports anymore, you're going out into the workforce, military, public service, <clears throat> the corporate world or whatever. These, this is a good core list to live by. Yeah, and I, I'm just going to piggyback on that. My last thought is, as Coach Ty just said, we, we title this as you want more playing time. Let's change that. Let's just say you want that promotion. You yeah. want that job. Mm-hmm. A company's downsizing. You want to stay on, be one of those people that they want to hold on to. Here, here's what we have. Show up. Show up to work. Yeah. Outwork everyone around you. Know your plays. Know your role. Know your responsibility at work. Compete in all you do in work. Be coachable. Empower your teammates or your, your other employees or employers mm-hmm. uh go above and beyond the job that's asked of you practice or work as hard as you play have character be dependable definitely that's it that's it 20 minutes yes episode 10 is wrapped up we uh we appreciate you guys listening and uh, as we often say you know uh word of mouth is a powerful thing so if you can share this if you can like it subscribe to our youtube channel we uh we greatly appreciate it and I uh, hope you took something from this that you can apply to your own life as a student athlete, as a coach, or just someone out there in the workforce. Definitely. All right. Take it for what it's worth. Stay strong.